0: Hello and welcome to the More Than Muscle podcast. It's been an, an interesting one this morning, I think. <laughs> great, uh, great
1: setup. Yeah,
0: I know, fantastic. I think that's, it's the danger zone when we bring two other unstable elements into the mix. Unstable?
1: <laughs> Sorry. Welcome, Sorry. Hattie, oh and welcome Annabel. <laughs> <laughs> the whole crew. The whole, the whole
0: squad in for today. Um, yeah, After that glowing um, endorsement right there. Hello, Hattie.
1: Hiya, how are you?
0: I'm very good, thank you. This is our, this is our new personal trainer, by the way, new to the More Than Muscle crew. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: About myself? You want I've come here to talk about yeah. me. Okay. Yeah, 100. Yeah.
0: percent, Yeah, we're just going to really, really um, get into the nitty-gritty. Which favourite colour?
2: My favourite colour is yellow.
0: Nice. Well, oh, interesting choice. Is, yeah, it? Yeah. Happy, oh, is it? Yeah, it's very bright and happy, which I suppose matches you. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. Wow. Yay! I didn't mean to be that nice to be honest. <laughs> That's rare. Um, Clip that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, yeah. Hashi. I'm going to keep that.
2: No, um, I'm I'm um, I've lost my voice, so sorry if you can't hear me very well. I do apologise. Um I'm just excited to be here really.
0: Lovely. Just, Happy just, for the invite. Just project <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Annie, you can say hello as well.
1: Hi.
2: Yeah.
0: She came she came over, she made she made, made everyone coffees very kindly. I'm
1: gonna um, make myself coffee. Oh. oh, that's oh, heartbreaking. Oh, oh yeah. No coffee. no caffeinated coffee. Everyone's given up something for Len. I've given up chocolate. And he's given up Instagram. Social media.
0: I gave Andy up nothing, I'm just saying.
1: I gave up, saying, oh. I gave up
2: my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> i had so many compliments since people can't hear me
3: anymore. Anyway.
0: That's an interesting one though. Do you think Lent is good or bad for health and fitness? Depends which way you're leaning. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take uh, you anywhere. He's not house trained people, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I get the strong feeling this is going to be me babysitting this podcast, (laughs) keeping us on the straight and narrow. Um, Right, you know what, let's let's just just dive into the bulk of the main topics. We've got a little bit of talk about gender to start off with. When it comes to professional women's sport, um, Hattie, you coming fresh out of education, from a, a sports science degree.
2: Yeah, sport and science at the University of Surrey.
0: Lovely, there we go. How how, uh, how do you think people need to improve uh, participation of women? Um, I think particularly in contact sports, because I think it's it's somewhat lacking in, in in those sorts of areas.
2: From my personal experience as growing up playing rugby, um, I think that the dropout rate for girls in sport is, is ridiculous. Um, I think it's something like two times as uh, many dropouts compared to boys as girls Um, there is a lack of access facilities transportation equipment so much that girls have to go through before they can even participate in sport Um, let alone the stigma associated with it Um, I'd say that there is something that needs to be done how we do that I don't know
0: So is it, is it lack of funding and um, all of these other things, transportation, for specifically women's sports?
2: Yeah, I'd that say so. From I'd that? say...
0: Yeah. Uh, from I'm my ex- talking about from a non-professional Yeah, well. Yeah,
2: so from my experience, I've played rugby at Chichester when I was growing up with the boys. And then uh, when you hit 12, you're not allowed to do... You can't mix anymore, so you have to go to your own female team. Uh, the closest to me was Paulborough, which is about an hour's drive away from my house. So I was already travelling an hour just to train three times a week and then matches on top of that. Uh, thank God for my dad who was prepared to drive me to literally everywhere in the country mm. because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to participate in the sport that I loved because it's too far away.
0: Yeah. Nope. That's, that's tricky nah. I remember playing basketball um, when, I was, when I was younger and they made you, uh, you sign a waiver because there was, there was a girl I used to play with shout out to Haley if you ever if you ever listen to this <laughs> um, but <laughs> she, was, she was about 6'2 as well but she was an absolute unit like she was, I think she played rugby as well but she absolutely loved it and absolutely got amongst it got loads of rebounds played like the dirty physical role in a basketball game but she signed a waiver when she was 13 to keep playing in like male leagues until she was, uh, until, I think until she was seventeen, and then she had to play women's. There wasn't a choice anymore. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I love that. That's that's a possibility. But obviously, yeah. I suppose I suppose mixed sports is a tricky area in mm. itself. Definitely. I don't know what what experience you guys had um, when when you were, when you were growing up. Cast your mind way way back. Uh, <laughs> I mean,
3: I played mixed sports up until about secondary sport, secondary school. When we used to play football, it was always mixed, and then um, from secondary school onwards, it it wasn't. Um, so yeah, I don't know whether you can bring it back. I think it depends on the sport mm. if you're going to mix them up. I think certain sports will allow it and certain sports won't. But certainly the mainstream ones, I can't see it being mixed. But I think it's an exciting time to be a female at this stage. Like if you was going to take yourself back and put yourself now doing what you did then, I feel like you'd have way more opportunities now than you would have. So, who you know, if you're competing now, it's, a, it's an exciting time. No, That's absolutely. Um,
2: yeah. I think that there's, there's, I've noticed there's been a lot more development in terms of these private programs you can join so when I was growing up it was club and that's about it there's no high level um, Quinn Harlequins at the time was just a club it wasn't funded there was no like sponsorship or anything like that it was just a group of girls that wanted to form a club so that they could become a league there was no leagues there was nothing and I feel like now there's so many more opportunities for young girls to step up and go into these programs and become where I ideally would have wanted to have been but was unable to get there
3: mm.
1: Yeah, that's that's exciting though to hear that it's going that way. I think it's just a pity that it's taken so long.
0: Yeah, exactly. I f- I feel like it's. No, I, I suppose I don't. I, I wouldn't really have had much exposure to it. I don't know about you as well, Andy. Just from our perspective, I feel like I've always been pushed into doing sports from a very young age, and there's I've never really lacked access to it, which yeah. is a, a, admittedly a massive luxury to have. Obviously. I've not I've not lacked access to it, but from a coaching perspective
3: like specifically sports, not physique and all the other stuff that we end up doing. A lot of the time I prefer coaching the females. I feel like I get a better response. Intelligence is always there. They move really well. And the ego is not kind of there. There's a lot of camaraderie. And so it's more enjoyable coaching them at times. Not to say I haven't had good experiences with some of the guys that we've coached, but on a whole, from a coaching perspective, I feel like now that there's opportunities and it's gonna get commercialized, as a coach, it's exciting as well because you're going to have
0: more access to good opportunities training these people. Here's a question. Do you think they come in with a better approach when they're training with you because you're a male and therefore there's no sense of rivalry there though? Maybe. Do you think that they would, they would still be better to train, for instance, if they were training with a female trainer? Because again, you're talking about there's, there's no ego. Maybe they're coming with a better attitude because maybe they're not comparing themselves against you directly
3: yeah maybe however especially in recent years some of the best coaches I've been around have been female mm-hmm. so I don't know because I can only speak from the experience I
0: have in front of that person so I wouldn't know that answer yeah. to be honest but maybe it's a leading question I was. I, yeah, I, 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 there, was there wasn't there was really a set answer to it it's more just you know food for thought I suppose because I think again it's an interesting thing we have in the industry as well of people coming in and wanting a male or female personal trainer Mm -hmm. and that's 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 a curious one about what leads people to wanting specific genders as their coaches and how do they then respond with what you give them
1: I think it's, well when people inquire for personal training or getting a coach they'll have an idea of what they want to achieve and also what they're comfortable with working in because exercising in front of somebody or with somebody is quite a vulnerable place to be when you haven't done it ever before or for years and years. So whichever gender somebody is comfortable working with or seems to be most comfortable with, that's the one that they'll typically pick. However, um, I don't think that there's one gender that people should particularly go with. Like when I was selecting coach for myself, I know that in my head, I wanted a guy. And I think that's because I've always worked well with with guys and I've always had coaches who are guys, but I got given a go and I was like, oh, I don't know why. I just <laughs> suddenly thought, oh, okay, that's different. So we just went with it. And I th- yeah. it's literally the best thing that I've ever done. And um, yeah, so I don't think people should put like a rule yeah. in their head who they should who they should work with. I think if you can meet somebody, you get a good vibe from mm. them and they're championing 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 championing, championing, whatever, (laughs) whatever you want to achieve then that's the person for you I don't think it needs to be any particular gender I think that's just we what we've like built up in our
3: head yeah and we've we've had all of us have had you know significant experience in the last few years at least with regards to different clients that come in and how um like uh you get on with that client and whether that client gets on with you based on like personalities and things like that. And I think that's got way more, the humane kind of side of it's got way more weight behind it than just the science and what you know. Until you get that bit right, you can't unlock what you want to coach mm. and they won't listen to you anyway. So I think there's a lot to be said about from a coaching perspective, growing your yourself, yeah. your like inward work. What about,
1: um, what about you, Hattie, with like with coaches and things like that? How is, has that ever been a thing for you? Or So
2: the best coach I've ever had was obviously my dad um, when we were little, and then from then on, I've only ever really had dad, so rugby, dads volunteering, dads around men, just all yeah. mainly male dominant. And I think that actually that could be quite detrimental in the fact that I don't think I experienced any role model. Mm -hmm. For for a female... I've always wanted to be in sport, whether it's performing or being behind-the-scenes coaching and stuff like that, and I think that with the lack of female influence on a female rugby team, it was very apparent. Um, Don't get me wrong, the coaches were fabulous, and I feel like I could have talked to them about anything, but as a female, there are certain things that you experience that they can't relate to, Mm -hmm. especially when you're growing up. Um, I, Yeah, so I'd never connected with a female coach ever still now Mm. Um, our uni team is currently coached by a female unfortunately I just haven't had the chance through injuries and whatever to ever really experience them but I think it's really good that a group of university students are being coached by an ex-female rugby player because I think that that will allow them to like I said have a role model and strive to achieve
1: yeah yeah it's good
0: when it comes to people like coming in and wanting either a a male or female trainer. The psychology behind it I find quite interesting just because I feel like you get two very different categories of you either want the comfort and respect and understanding that someone has of being your own gender or I typically find it is either males wanting females because they feel like there's less threat there or females wanting males because they want a strong uh, sense of authority. Rightly or wrongly, because I, I'm aware, you know, mm. you three are, case in point, that you can have a strong authority figure and then be female. But I think, you know, from just a, a first glance, I think people have that association with men.
3: Yeah. yeah. I
0: think a lot comes from, a lot less separ- separate, you know, sports
3: to the general part that we see. And I think there's a lot of like, what they think they need versus what they actually need and that lack of education as well. Mm. Or obviously everyone has their own selection and they can pick what they want, but I feel like that's the gap. A lot of people think they know what they need versus actually if they went the other direction, mm.
0: they might grow further in whatever goal they have. So yeah. Massively. I mean, mm. what 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 is your experience in that personally? So you say you've had male and female coaches. Personally, yeah. I've only, or my personal trainers, basketball coaches, everyone—they've always been male. So, what noticeable difference do you see, if any, um, between the two?
1: Um, well, just in my head, I thought, oh, they won't. I don't know if I'm, if it's like my competitive side, or because I was trying to trying a new sport like weightlifting, whether I thought, oh. I, I don't know, if I feel, like, uncomfortable having another female help me with that. I don't know why, just in my head, I thought, oh, they might look at me and think, why is she starting this now? Like, what is she doing? Whether, whereas, like, a male, I don't know, I, I don't think that they would really have that. However, that was just, I realised that that was just my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And now I think it's yeah I think it's the the best thing ever they they understand well I know my coach does understands a lot about like my um my menstrual cycle how that helps with my training um if I'm feeling for no reason at all a bit annoyed with my numbers that I'm hitting or if I just can't train properly like she just gets it and I'm not saying that she does and like men don't i think it it, it's all down to the person Mm. so yeah there there is a difference but i don't think that's anything to do with the gender i think that's just to do with people and personalities yeah
3: i think you probably vouch for this Hattie coming from rugby where it's heavily male dominated i think um regardless of whether you're male or female as a coach, I think a lot of your coaching philosophy will come from the influence that you have received from the previous coach that you had. So like, Mm. you know, your coach, I'm not sure where her coaching came from, but it'd be interesting to see where her influence had come from and it's likely come from various sources. But like, where was that dominated in terms of gender and how was that impacted in how she's changed her philosophy and the same for you in your coaching career and hats and all, all of us basically. And I think, That's why it's really important that you actually have many coaches.
1: Yeah, 100%. In many
3: aspects. And I can name mine on my hand, like as many as I've had through football and personal training. But I think if you you narrow it down to the one person, you haven't done enough to have enough of a philosophy for yourself. It's very narrow.
1: Yeah. You can just take elements from lots of people that you've learnt from. And I think having, having a female coach, that's like Hattie, you were saying with a role model and how you can put that across to and inspire other females. I think that's just the best thing ever really
0: you can take positives and negatives from it as well like you don't just have to look at uh, I took this element from this coach and this approach to training from this person take the bad things the things you didn't like from them and use them in your coaching and how you treat them the the clients that you have yeah definitely it's one of those it's an an interesting one sticking on, on gender how do you three feel about fitness in general being a male dominated industry and obviously trying to stand out and the frustrations that can potentially come with that. I don't know if if you've experienced anything which has highlighted that to you because I think you look at personal training, for example, and I think it seems to be fairly male dominated. Mm.
1: Yeah, it so is. (laughs) I think it
0: is, but I think that number is changing quite quickly. Um, case in point, we're outnumbered right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. yeah, yeah. I do have some facts.
0: Yeah, I do. Come oh, from oh, bed. Oh, oh, hats, I don't want to flex see, or anything. Andy Nat, yeah, take notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah this, this my is my first is what time. I've got a. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, so currently, men make up 70% of the cohort of gym owners. Yeah. So 70% wow. of all gyms are owned by male. They're all done. <laughs> 50% <laughs> of men are employed into leadership roles in the fitness industry where it's only 30, 50% where only 36 of women yes. who's so the other? other? so right, it like when, they, when they when they apply for leadership roles 50% oh, of men are more likely to get it than 36 yeah, yeah. oh okay you know?
0: yeah, right okay yeah,
2: yeah. and 82% of men believe that there is no gender bias in the gym industry yeah. <gasps> so Stop. that's interesting
0: the one, the one wow. thing
3: that, like I don't know what the actual statistics are it's just my observation through the last 10 years of working in this industry or whatever it's been is that I found when a female comes in and does a half decent good job, their career can fly because there's so little amount of them being actually that decent. And what I'm finding now is that there's way more females that are really doing well. It's now, can we get rid of those barriers of, you know, do you get the leadership role? So you have the power so that you can then showcase what you've got on a higher level, Mm. but like going back to your question on is it dominated obviously the stats show it is but my perception is it's the gaps closing massively Mm -hmm. because when I started you know Virgin Active 10, 11, 12 years ago I think we had like one or two females and that was it even members
1: well when I was when I used to train up in London in a studio I think there was two girls there that would that would train and it was really heavily dominated by male PTs Mm -hmm. and yeah it, it kind of always has been and also interestingly enough a lot of my client, ba- client base I don't know if just because I was in London were male as well I would say mm. about I don't but- know 70 to 80% were, were male
0: Yeah. so here's a, here's a question though and I'm aware it's leading and may even be a little controversial do you think that more of your client base would have been male because um, men feel more pressure to weight train than women Potentially, I, I actually think it's because of the job role that a lot of those
3: clients that we had in London had. And when we talk about leadership roles mm. and stuff yeah. like that, we were getting CEOs, we were getting- People like, that can afford personal training. Yeah, barristers, we were getting people like this. And at that time there was minimal amount of females.
1: Yeah, it was a male dominated area, like yeah. where we where we were. Whereas in Surrey, I, I, I feel like we all have a big mix. It's all like roughly fifty-fifty, with who we're train training ma- male and female. Yeah. Um, so i th- I don't think, I don't think it was the the message that was coming across. I think it was just maybe the area.
3: Well, we did the statistic sitting with George the other day, and uh, we were looking at how many males and females we have, and the percentage was like by one difference. That's, yeah, yeah it's That's really re- good. Yeah. Uh whereas we're, before that was certainly not the case no so i think
1: we're i think either the message is coming across better outside and then cu- and then people are inquiring more for personal training um from from both genders or yeah I d- or, or I don't the, know. like
3: the other thing i was going to say just before we open this conversation is it'd be interesting to see what the statistical female only classes are now because i my guess is they're not as many as they used to be. Because it's more open that we everyone trains
0: together um, and things like this, so. We've spoken yeah. about that on the podcast before. We've, we, we, I think Andy and I are kind of in agreement of adding that extra barrier, yeah. it stigmatizes it more and makes you less inclined to go in a weight room because you feel like you can only ever train in that one hour on a Saturday when it's women, mm. women. I also think like, you know,
3: these events, like them or hate them, Turf Games, High Rocks, CrossFit, they're creating this inclusive fitness yeah. whereby mm. there's heavy stuff, but mm. you're also getting tested on
0: endurance stuff and yeah. things like this. And so it's like,
1: mixed as well, it's mixed. mixed
3: groups.
0: Absolutely, I, the thing is I don't like CrossFit, but what I do appreciate is that they make a really good community around fitness mm-hmm. and that buy-in from people is definitely there. You can clearly see it with the cult-like uh, yeah. loyalty that people have and you know what, some movement is better than no movement. Yeah. Wonder, that's my attitude towards it whenever yeah. I'm asked about my opinions on CrossFit yeah. I
3: wonder what the population split is anyway I have no idea like in general male versus female is there more males
0: is there more females I actually don't know in the UK and yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure I
1: think it's very very like it's got to be close yeah very so, close yeah
0: I'd imagine, I'd imagine from a
1: biological
2: so. standpoint it should be 50-50
0: mm. I still go
2: to uni as well, so there's got to be something. There's got
1: to be a percentage. <laughs> so on it's in it
3: some, list. List. some reference. Uh, to, uh, going off, you know, gender. There's certainly more um, kids coming to us. I've noticed that
0: as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah certainly. More. I think that the there's a social media culture around fitness which is appealing more to a much younger audience yeah. and it's weight training is encouraged and most of your influence people will be posting you know shots of them in the gym regardless of whether that promotes a healthy attitude towards the gym it promotes the gym full stop yeah yeah yeah. click
1: yeah With it.
0: <laughs> someone that's that's it right there. <laughs> Um, well long silence all right. just, it's just quite nice feeling feeling uh, four pairs of eyes I like, say we all just look at Max like, Max please what's next, right. what's next? or Hattie now as she's called the stats <laughs> yeah, Hattie's, Hattie's brought the, brought the fight Stati. and he might say Stattie yeah, 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 like, I, yeah I like it I love it um, Hattie where do you stand on equal pay in uh, professional sports between genders
1: That's
2: interesting. Since
0: well, you brought the stats, I was I was hoping to to get some uh, some of the good stuff.
1: I actually have a fact on that. Go I on think the fifty highest paid athletes, two of them are women.
0: I yeah. heard that
1: the other day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: So- if you want a small counter to it, if you look at uh, revenue from the World Cup, for example, the football. Yeah. Um, you look at um, male versus female proportionally from the amount of money bought in by the sport? Between the female athletes is twenty percent of the total revenue of the yeah. sport. The men is seven percent. So, of a percentage of the money they bring in, women receive a lot more.
3: Yeah, I was about to say that, but I didn't know that. I was about to ask there's, there's the question. For you. I was about to ask the question. What's it like relative to how big the economy
0: of that sport is? So here's but, my yeah. que- here's my question then. So if you want equal pay in a professional sport how many of you three watched the women's football world cup
1: oh, I knew you were going mm-hmm.
0: I to say that
1: I watched, I, I watched it I did I watched it did you watch it I no because I don't the watch many. the male one yeah, Did you not watch the male one <laughs> if you I to, don't watch football <laughs> yeah, I,
0: in fairness I don't watch football either I was just asking a leading question because I'm aware that football's popular in this country for some reason yeah, uh, no, I, uh, I was born a Yank okay <laughs> I like <laughs> the I like NBA let's but put it this way similarly I won't watch the en- well, you know, I won't watch the WNBA because it's entertainment okay and what's most entertaining in basketball it's slam the dunks, freak athletic yeah, plays it's, it's slam dunks Uh they can't just it. women yeah. w- women I think there are like I can count on one hand mm-hmm. the number of female players that can dunk yeah. let alone get up in the air and put it between their legs and do a 360 and like all that stuff yeah I mean uh, you know I watch the
3: female football and I'm like, oh, it's not, it's not the same. And at first you're like, it's not as fast, it's not as strong. But then the more you watch it, it's a different game. Yeah. And mm. it's, actually, it's probably played more intelligently. Yeah. I, I would oh, it major. definitely is. Yeah, yeah, it definitely absolutely. Is. It's a different game. So you appreciate it in a different way. Like, we drove back from Askring, and, uh, Yorkshire. Oh dear! <laughs> and um, well, I listened to the women's game. I think it was Liverpool Man City on Talksport. It's like, when the hell would I listen to a female game on the radio? I'm not even watching it. I'm mm. listening to it, and
0: it sounded great. it's because it's not there though. So if you, That's look, what if I mean. you look on the Sky Prime Time, it's all going to be mm. male. Yeah. Football. Yeah. Are you ever going to see like you know seven o'clock on a Saturday night? Are you going to sit down and watch whatever game is like?
3: This is another question. It's like someone said to me would you follow it? And I was like, you know what the issue is? There's too many games, I can't keep up with them all. Yeah. So how do you factor them all in? Red button, I guess. <laughs> really yeah. nice. It's great. you watching more football. Lose all of your social life and commit to men's and why women's think, professional sports. Why do you think I'm not on socials anymore? <laughs> <What do> you <laughs> like you're finding time for women's football. We love it.
2: Women, women's rugby is making a, a mad, mad moves. They've got, they're selling... They're actually playing at Twickenham, okay. at a Six Nations. Love that. That yeah. never happened two years ago, three years ago. They'd be stuck in a random stadium down the road. Mm. They wouldn't be allowed in, or they'd have to play a game after or before a men's game so that the stadium was filled still. But now they're selling separate tickets that is just to watch them.
3: It's it's only a matter of time that mm. as the commercial arm of it grows, you'll see it more. It's as simple as yeah. that. And then yeah. they'll get paid more, be more sponsorships, and then they'll be more intrigued to want to watch it the game's the same really all right there's yeah. slight differentiations in the the things that you might look for but the
0: game's the same game yeah massively
2: the game's the game
0: <laughs> hattie <laughs> right? coming uh, coming from an education standpoint yes you know what i'm gonna ask Where, do you think there are any shortfalls in the current education system when it comes to health fitness um,
2: my experience as sorry has been absolutely amazing. I wouldn't change any of it, but I do Clip
0: think... Clip it, send it to yeah.
2: <laughs> Just please have a first, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say it's very, very research-led, literature-heavy. You know everything they're saying is true, but I'd say that the hands-on experience I have had, I'm not actually sure how realistic it actually will be now I'm working with you guys. Yeah. So I've had, I've had a lot of times where we've been in the gym and we've gone through things but i would say that they i don't even know if it's possible to
3: teach yeah how realistic it's um interesting you say that and uh
1: so having your degree carry over to like a person yeah. to personal training yeah so yeah. i got my
2: qualification through my module i didn't have to do any extras i didn't have to do any like tests or anything like that just i passed my module here's your classification here's your here's your personal trainer So I never did a practical.
3: It's interesting you say that and I agree totally because I've got around loads of these universities and you see loads of clever people and then no hands on and how you apply it to normal people. But one thing that my uni certainly didn't, I'm sure I'd hope yours did was they said, it's not a non-negotiable. However, we highly recommend you get an internship so that you get stuff on your CV, but also hours for when you qualify, because they actually don't care about your certificate, they care about how much networking you've done, how much experience you have, blah, 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 and they made us do that, right? And um, I think there needs to be more onus on the internships doing a better job, because the uni are doing their job.
2: Yeah, so it was, an option, it was optional, so I would say about 30% did a placement year, mm. 70% stayed on, I was one of the ones that did a placement year. And even though it wasn't exactly what it worked out to be, I will never go back and change that yeah. because the hands-on experience that I did receive from that, you, you can't buy just, it.
3: Well, yeah. some of my frustration with a lot of the internships is you just end up becoming the guy that sits on the Mac, putting in the Excel data. And it's like, anyone can do that. I'll do that in my free time or alongside it. it, get my hands dirty. Yeah. And I think if they do a better job at that, the unis are already doing a great job. And then people will be more ready. I just think it's that translation of you know when you, when you're working with an athlete, a child versus someone who's never done anything or has got injuries, whatever. That that's the differentiation. But you know we we've been tracking hours for years yeah. now, and it's hours that change the game. Mm. So.
0: I think that's mm-hmm. what 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 people need to do. Just get your hands dirty. Learn on the job, mate. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. No, absolutely.
0: Yeah, because yeah, it's not even just like having because any trainer can have the 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 facts there and have have all the stats in the world, but until you actually see someone doing something and you learn how to communicate that across to someone. Yeah. because you've got to be able to explain to Joe public. You know, I've got to know my seventy-four-year-old Doris. She's got to be able to understand what it is I mean uh, when I'm telling her to hip extend. Yeah. I don't just say hip extend and then she's not going to immediately do it. <laughs> yeah, You've got to coach them through it and let him like, you know, it's like sort of baby steps, let them let figure it out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Hundred. It's how you get that everything that you've learned, how you get that across to loads of different personalities. Yeah. And everyone learns differently. Yeah,
3: and it goes back to influence and philosophy and getting around as many. Coaches and athletes and clients as possible. I think that is the thing you owe yourself as a budding coach is to do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely.
0: Should we take a take a, a brief interim and play play a, a little game? Ooh. Of, of overrated, underrated, or just right? Yeah.
1: Oh, just have, we can, right. Can
0: have, uh, have daddy bears porridge, mummy bears porridge, and baby bears porridge. Nice. There we go. <laughs> um,
1: Hope it's protein porridge. Obviously, <laughs> yeah,
0: props out of, out of my massive mixing bowl.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, so I just listed out a few things. I just, I'm just curious to everyone, everyone's quick takes on whether you think it is over or underrated for what it is. And first one I wanted to see was just commercial gyms, so it can be your pure gyms, your gym groups, uh, mm. your, all all those ones. So so not your your obviously cool high end stuff that we'd all love to train out of uh, of like you know a big warehouse with loads of racks and mm. and that's pretty much it. Commercial gym overrated. Overrated? Yeah. Really? No. Mm, just
1: right. I'd say just right. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say just right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I think yeah I, I think just right as well I think, I think you get you get what you pay for to start off with you know personal training uh, gyms whatever it is you, you very much get what you pay for but then also uh, you know they have got a lot of kit which is alright yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So and for
2: students like yeah. everyone goes to the gym absolutely yeah. open yeah. hours I want
0: like 24 hour yeah, yeah. Like that's pretty sweet that's, pretty that's, a, that's yeah. a nice yeah. little sell uh, it's not enough to get me in there because I hate the people that go in there. Um, yeah, sorry. But if you, you win if you train some, you lose
1: some. Like, yeah, that exactly. is what it is, it isn't exactly. it? Exactly.
0: Yeah. And like, like I was saying, you get what you pay for. But why do you think it's overrated, Andy? I don't think they do a great job of helping people learn how to train. No, they don't.
3: So they don't. see as their job, do that Yeah, them. that's, that's yeah. why the, I think they're overrated. That's the oh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should, in some way, influence people in the direction.
1: But I do wonder if it's more daunting for someone to go to like a big proper gym where everyone already knows how to lift. That's like more scary than just going to the gym, like mm. a. Yeah, you can see some idiots doing where, like, some stuff and you're you like making people. You feel don't good. know what they're doing, so you're like, I can just hide amongst them. Yeah, the like, that's exactly yeah. what it is. You're yeah. left to your own devices. Mm. Yep. Just is Something what it is. Yeah. yeah. Going at 2 a.m., sneak in,
0: <laughs>
1: do a little bit of what you fancy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then leave.
0: Lovely. There we go. <laughs> you ever done a 2 a.m. workout? Mm. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. I haven't. Four. No, that's horrid. No, the Even nights. like a 6 pm, I'm like, ew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I like a nighttime workout. There's something satisfying about it. I don't know. It's also the fact it's a dead gym. There's no one in there. And there's something quite satisfying about that. No, no thanks. No, no it's a pass. It's a pass. It's
1: a strong pass for me. <laughs> Overrated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 2 a.m. workouts. <laughs> Where do you guys stand on Smith Machines? Good for a coat hanger Overrated. <laughs> Overrated
1: Overrated
3: Not rated I was doing
1: Yeah can I not rate Annabelle on lost. Day, so X
0: rated I'm,
1: go, I'm gonna go They're, they're okay For
0: they I mean, just—they're just, just, <laughs> oh, okay for hack squats. Yeah. Um, I
1: like using them for uh, inverted rows. Well. Yeah, inverted rows. <laughs> rows.
0: Incline push-ups. Inclined push-ups. Yep, lovely.
1: That's it. really Basically,
0: it's used to be a fixed bar, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's it. I think I think overrated as well, just because of the things that people use them for. Because mm. there are people that use it for everything. Mm. Yeah, and they'll set up there. Yeah, they'll yeah, be yeah. doing their Bulgarians, their squats, their bench press, just everything on this same machine. If you can't control the weight. You, you can't lift it yeah yeah
1: that's
0: yeah. That, 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 that's my that's my hot take <laughs> yeah Over, overrated and his here's, 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 here's my most controversial one then. Oh, I'm, no, I'm gonna try try to get my my feelings not get hurt I can either. guess uh, can you now go on then yeah no, I haven't read the brief if you're gonna say bench or something that's you do, exactly no? what I'm gonna say <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> rated man rates it like, What's so, the so under, is
1: bench overrated. Overrated,
3: or just right? I think it's underrated. I think it's just right. I think it's underrated. Yeah. I
1: think there's enough people that absolutely love it, and there's enough people who are like, shut up. So I think it's Every, just right. <laughs> you know what? I, you know,
3: I think it's underrated. I think why? people
1: think people care about bench more than they do.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: then I said to my client the Rose. other day. My client Cara, was, she was like, "Oh, I really want to do some upper body." I was like, do "You want to do some bench press?" She was so excited, and she's smashing out of the bench press. Like she absolutely loves it. So,
0: it gets the people going, she... and it's, it's the most alpha exercise yeah. I think in, in, in the gym. It's death or glory. True. That's everywhere. why
2: Annie does it all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's underrated because
3: it's you can alpha. make that. You, it could be someone's quick entry into loving strength training. Yeah, the beginning. It's like,
0: oh, I can make some. Look, this is how you do it. Yeah, you if, if you've been doing dumbbells as well, seeing that weight increase, and yeah, it's it's hundred percent. It's, it's the it's the almost fear factor. Of if I don't push this off me, I'm going to get crushed. Um, you did
1: the other day, or didn't you, asked If I wasn't there, Should oh, that was that, that, was, that was
3: that was like six,
0: okay. very in it's like six months ago. Oh, <laughs> going for
1: a forget. week phase. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs>
3: cliff.
0: I'm just going to just gonna Google where the nearest cliff is. I suppose. <laughs> Ask Ruk. <Luke. laughs> Hey, hey, if you don't know what failure feels like how do you know you're getting close to London there oh, you, you, know. the you know. go is that why
3: you can check it. every week Matt that's <laughs> why <I> the <think laughs> special sure. oh, yep no. there
1: it is oh,
0: still can't bench 150 <laughs> it's, uh, it's good to know <laughs> Lally, I was gassing you up when you were doing your bench the other yeah, day yeah that's nice yeah I gave you a little spot true. yeah <laughs> don't be all right don't be all, right. all right I curl that but you know that's a lot of conversation but uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I'm going after Annie that's the one that yeah. the for the jugular <laughs> i
1: am here like oh <laughs> I don't I don't ever see
0: Nat bench so I can't roast them. Yeah. I maintain she probably can't. I go.
1: actually benched the other day, didn't oh, yeah. I Andy? Subs
0: bench. What did you bench? How it look, Andy? Can't even remember. I I,
1: I benched the bar. my first time
0: going to She <laughs> held it to it. She held the hook grip. <laughs> How do we feel about uh, rating uh, multi gyms? So the big appliances that uh, your lat pull down, your leg extension, your seated row, your your cable flies, everything all in one. Uh, I only ask this because uh, during lockdown that was my rash lockdown purchase was that dumbbells were going for about 500 quid for a set of 10s. Uh, so I bought myself a massive multi gym. Wow, that's sick. Yeah.
1: I think yeah.
0: they're good. Like There's some crap ones. And it took got my living. entire living room. Well, I, I think if
1: you're at home <laughs> and, and, you're like, and you work out a lot at home. Yeah? Yeah, I think yeah. go
0: for it. Do you think it's worth, would you rather get one of those or just get uh, some dumbbells and a, and a bench? We just get a bar on and snatch it and clean it, and then I'm done. Mm. <laughs> just done. need a barbell, bro. <laughs> uh,
1: I think if you can fit one in your house, yeah. then get it. I'll
0: go, go for a Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah fairly rated yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you get a decent one, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's probably because I got the cheap shit from. Uh, I and mean, maybe because you're
1: really it. tall. <laughs> I can that, imagine yeah. you like. <laughs> like spaghetti <laughs> I, I was
0: doing a lap pull down and I was like not even halfway to lockout and I was like and ah, that's that's my full range you can imagine. <laughs> the gym said no yeah I genuinely I took the seat off of it and I did um, some like kneeling lap pull downs
1: oh that's so yeah. funny that's the
0: level I'm at yeah, yeah that's funny Brilliant. long arm crew is yeah, really yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a struggle um, and the last one I'm going to ask about uh, Andy I'm going to need your expertise here um, uh, power plates <laughs> <laughs> ah. Good for some people. <laughs> well, you mean you're telling me that you can't vibrate the fat cells uh, no. off your? Body? I used to
1: go to Andy's power plate
0: power oh, plate class, class. Yeah. when
1: we were dating back in the day. Dating. Oh, always used we're to still appear. Dating. Started from about.
0: the bottom. Now we're here.
1: We always used to <laughs> p- just sign on to his uh, sign on to his class. Did you, and we, uh, so you
0: were, you were dating him by this point. You weren't creepily just like stood at the back of his yeah. class and that. Like, oh, he he was my boy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we well, you the only person in the class.
1: No, there were some other girls, so Ugh. that's why I kept going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That was when it was
3: like 5% female in the gym.
0: <laughs> <laughs> back in the, good of, back in the good old
1: days. Yeah, 100% <laughs> in the uh, power girls
0: <laughs> 100% of the legs, bums and tums. Yeah. I can't
3: remember, but I think the research is about because of the vibrations, you stimulate blood flow, which would then get rid of cellulite and you get toning. Mm. And then this also offsets like things like doms and things like this, but mm. I can't remember, it was ages ago and quite shit to be honest. Yeah.
1: Do you know what the worst thing yeah. is though? When they started popping up in beauty salons and you oh. could, yeah, you, oh. so they would have them and you could stand on them and you buy a mm. certain amount of minutes and women would just go in there and they would hold them for like half an hour. It's like a sun like you wow. pay per minute. And then they also added an extra thing where you wear this like sweatsuit thing and you oh, stand in I've there. Oh, I've seen that. Sh- I know. Oh, so God. that's when you know that it's bad, when it starts it. turning up in like beauty salons yeah. pay per minute. The mate of mine. Like, but you didn't even have to do anything on them. You, just you just go, just go to IB
3: for, a bit, for yeah. an extra 10 minutes. Go yeah? and get a
1: power, jump on the power plate. The like, mate
3: of mine spent, mad. I don't know, I think he spent 20, 30, maybe 40 grand on buying these things because he was like, oh, this is the next best thing. Bought them. And they <laughs> literally went out of fashion. And yeah. went bankrupt, serious. Yeah. It was such a bad move, but I remember him doing it because all the classes were full in
0: yeah. like, commercial gyms. He was like, "This is a great idea." Quite and they went it. out of fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> if, it, if it's a classic, it's a classic for a reason. Yeah, squats, benching, deadlifting. Yeah. RDLing. Yeah, S-B-D. SBD. SBD. So overrated. SBD. Overrated. What? What? Squat, uh, bench, J. No, yeah. Power, powerlifting. Massively overrated. <laughs> I agree.
1: Power plate. <laughs> if they were ever rated
0: that's true yeah i think briefly in the 90s maybe yeah yeah in the lululemons yeah that's the one (laughs) mate moving back to sort of the the main discussion uh seamless oh i I mean i could have come up with a smooth transition what what do you guys want from me Clear. i mean we could do that we could do the
1: vibrating uh, back
0: Uh, Vibrating back um, uh, This
1: is my Max Lee You know what, this is this is
0: Annie I think Annie hit the nail on the head Migrating yeah, right. <laughs> back, <down. laughs> back into the main topic
1: oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Right, Any, anywho We can just play some music over this bit Yeah, play, play the intro music again Yeah, Everyone loves that guitar riff, come on now
1: <laughs> Riff
3: Riff
0: Exactly. We can get a live performance if we want it as well.
3: Oh, dear. (laughs)
0: So, how does serious illness impact your attitude towards training and your ability to train in some instances I don't know if you guys have had uh, much experience with training people coming back from uh, severe illness and how that sort of impacts serious
1: illness what do you mean depends
0: what I think I feel like there's there's sort of like a a a big open area there so it can be a bad flu or worse I'm talking I'm talking like worse yeah not not, not, not a bit of a head cold or a bad hangover right Yeah, yeah yeah exactly I think it depends on what it is yeah of course and also
3: the reality of getting out of that serious illness, like is it terminal or not? And then also the person's starting mindset based on how they feel about themselves and the reality of what's gonna happen. You know, whether someone's open to like seeing the positives and what exercise is gonna do for them or not. And then obviously throughout the mechanism of doing your exercise, how that affects them. Do they take it in a positive way? Is it a struggle for them? Blah, blah, blah. And I think that is quite an individual thing, yeah. to be honest.
1: I've, um, I've trained two clients who went through radiotherapy and chemotherapy whilst mm-hmm. I was training them. And um, it was really interesting because we they were really still keen to, to come and to continue with exercise. And they were they were training way before anyway. Um, they got diagnosed with cancer, but mm. it was they they just found it like a great part of their week and their day, and that they were doing something positive for their body because everything else just felt like like everything that they spoke about with with somebody was about their was about their cancer and their journey, whereas when they came in to train and they came in to work out, they felt that they were doing something really positive with their body and yeah, they really look forward to yeah. it each Do feel week. like it gives them back a little bit of control in their life? Yeah, 100%.
2: Which um, they probably need. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
3: yeah, and I also, I trained a client once, I won't say his name, had his whole stomach cut out from yeah. a, a certain cancer that he had, which obviously trained, changed his anatomy of his stomach. And like with regards to things like lunging, squatting, you can imagine what that would do to the way he braces and all the rest of it. Yeah. But the mentality change bearing in mind this guy was a big leader in his organization which was huge and like they just don't give you excuses they find a way
1: yeah they train. It's, it's it's actually
3: incredible they just give you, and, and also money is never an option whether they can afford it or not because now they value their health
0: in a different light but it's it's more like well i can't squat let's find a way yeah that's yeah. I think it almost like having scares or significant injury as well. Um, it gives you a new appreciation for just having a working mobile body and therefore mm. that improves buy-in, improves your, your perception of value. Oh, What found have you us. done, Max? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they know you bunch of misfits are sitting in my flat, so I, 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 I dialed for help. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm sad it took them this long to arrive here. Yeah. I hope that I hope they actually picked up that siren through the mic. It's a bit yeah, <laughs> a bit yeah it I'm, was just, I'm just saying that off cuff, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. I've had a few people that have had bad stuff,
3: but I think that's the main thing. It's like they view what they're doing as no longer a chore or a task, but more something they just do and they'll find a way yeah Yeah. i think that's the change and they appreciate it
2: the effect it has on their quality of life i think they just clasp onto that and they know it's going to make a difference whether they're in treatment or out of treatment or going into treatment Mm. the effect exercise has on them i think they it just like yeah it like flicks a light bulb similarly
3: i've had a lot of like clients that are self-diagnosed you get that as well it's like i've got this wrong with me like there's nothing wrong with you you just need to get over this and do this so like I find like the mental state of the individual plays a big part on how it affects them. Mm. Um, And then the other one is when a member of their family or someone close to them has an illness, but they see the light on why their own health is really
0: valuable and then they train. Yeah, Mm. yeah. So yeah. That's tough. Is there ever a point you think you guys would get to where you wouldn't want to train anymore? Is there anything? Masters in training mm-hmm. someone else who's got something. Oh, low no, low like, you, like you training, training Yeah, you training. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh, for instance, say, say, you know, you you had a, a thought park situation. Oh, no, not thought park. Was at Alton Towers. Um, don't sue me, um, it's when that, that smiler situation where a woman yes. has a leg amputated, They yeah. she got a couple of million quid, so you know, I don't know if I might give up a leg for two million quid. <laughs> no. Uh, mm, I don't know, I don't, <laughs> um, I don't do I'd no think about way. it, um, but it's, it's, it's that question mark of, is if something like that happens to you, do you think, oh, well, I might as well pack it in, what's the point of this, at this stage? Or do you see, you know obviously Paralympians, being absolute units still but it's, it's that sort of desire of if I'm never going to quite be what my full potential is is there any point and I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of people struggle is if they're not going to be 100% of their potential why bother? Yeah. I, I always maintain the
3: thought that the reason why I have the knowledge I have as a coach is through the injuries that I've had or the hardships I've had in sport to get over whatever I get over so I feel like you would literally have to kill me to stop me exercising or learning about some form of coaching because I feel like the position I'm in is based off experiences that I've had. And so I think any task you put in front of me, I'll embrace it like that. So I'm not sure.
1: I think I just know be. how good it makes me feel. So I know if I, if I stop, that's that's just like a negative. I don't see any good coming from that, like mentally and physically. So I don't think... I I love moving my body, whether it's actual, like, planned exercise, whether it's out walking, running around. I will always... I think I'll always dedicate some time to it, no matter what I do, because I just find it so important, and I think it really affects my day, my mood, how I speak to other people, how I come across to other people. Um, Yeah, I just know that, like, that... I just think that that's, like, my duty to, like look after my body is to is to do that, yeah, is yeah. to exercise. I actually have
2: stopped training before and it wasn't my body that gave up, it was my mental health that gave up first. Yeah. And I think that that is a, a harder thing to overcome. Um, and often people look at disabilities and illnesses and think physically, mm. but often people struggle on the mental side as well, which yeah. is not talked about a lot. And the benefits that exercise has to the mental health struggles it's counterintuitive, you stop because you feel rubbish. Yeah. But then if you trained, you wouldn't feel rubbish. And then it's it's, mm. it's a cycle that's really hard to get out of. Mm. Um, but I am coming back. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be strong again, so it's all good. Yes, we'll, 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 <laughs> Yes.
3: User. We was actually listening to a podcast on the way up to the Dales Asgrig. I've forgotten the guy that was talking about it, but he was talking about mental health. And he was saying he doesn't like the word mental health because it's static. He prefers to call it mental fitness. Mm. He was like, when you go to the gym, some days you'll turn up and it's the best workout ever. And then he was like, on other days, it's shit. And you just accept that. You don't really go, oh, there's something wrong with me. This is what I am. And he was like, if we look at mental health as mental fitness like that, then if you're feeling crap, then you're feeling crap. And that's okay. And he was talking about other people being associated with trying to fix your mental state. He was like, I just want you to sit in the mud with me. I want you to... Like accept that's how I feel today, mm. and if we did more of that together, then he feels that it'd be more acceptable to feel in these these emotions yeah. and would be better with it. And I thought that was quite a good way of putting it because mm. this mental health thing is becoming quite popularized at the moment. But it's like anything, isn't it? It's the way we actually view the perspective of it.
1: Yeah, it's like being sad or being feeling frustrated or anxious. They're all feelings, and they're all very normal feelings that everyone will have and it's not like because you're feeling anxious like that's something that you then always have to live by it's a, it's an emotion and everyone will feel that emotion at some point um and i think it's just like labeling mm. labeling that almost mm. as like identifying that as as yourself mm. and yeah there, w- there will be ups and downs like your training as well
3: yeah. um i think yeah, yeah. And it's part of it. Exp- like so we're delivering a seminar after this to a bunch of kids and their parents. And I, I'm a bit anxious about it, but my experience tells me that I need to feel this because the adulation I'm gonna receive after it, I won't understand what that would feel like if I didn't have this feeling. And I think yeah. that that's kind of like the strides people need to take to get better and to grow,
0: because um, that's how you grow, I think. Yeah, so, Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything that motivates you guys to train outside of General well being because finding something to motivate you to train outside of the fact that you know it's good for you, but sometimes you know you don't always feel like that's enough. So mm. it can be performance in a sport. So, for instance, me, I love training for my basketball, and I think it's too stigmatized to say, or it's very not vogue to say that you train to look good. Mm. Um, when realistically, that's a reason I think most people would have for training. Um, mm. and I will unashamedly say, I train to, to look. Yes. Aesthetically pleasing. Um, nice. I, don't think, I don't think there's any anything wrong with that either. You'll
1: get
0: there, man. I'll get there. Give, <laughs> give me. Give me Keep training. Give me a
1: few <laughs> years. You get there. Jeez, I. I um, am well, I. You know
0: what? I don't know what I did to deserve this, <laughs> this treatment today. Um, I think we've put on you. I.
1: Um, <laughs> I used to, I used to train to always try and look good. Like that was, that's the only reason why I trained because I never had a sport. I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really have a sport. I was never really good at much sport. So I didn't really just, I just didn't do it. So always my gym training was to look good or to lose weight. And that's why I did start getting into the gym as well initially was because I wanted to lose weight. Mm. It's literally only in the last couple of years that I haven't been chasing that. And I've now just been focusing on performance and my training, hitting my numbers. And my whole, everything has just like shifted with how I want to train. I actually want to train now. There's like a different, there's like a different push rather than I'm just doing it to look good so I think I've always had that wanting to train to look good and now it's changed it's yeah it's totally different
3: I think um, everyone goes through these phases but there's a trait that high performers have and that's loving the process not the outcome, the outcome will come And so as you go through your journey with training, you start to realize that it's the things that you do that get you there and you need to find things that are interesting for you to keep you going. So as you say, for me, a weightlift not because I'm going to hit the British or the vets or whatever, it's (laughs) actually because it gives me some tangible like, am I hitting this position? Is this going to do this? How does this feel? How does that translate to when I'm coaching someone? And that keeps me motivated. And as a sub, it helps me with the way I look, my health, all the rest of it. And I think, that is the trait of a high
0: performer, is looking at it like that. There's a difference between, and I've been guilty of this myself, of feeling like I need to train and wanting to train. And there's a massive difference between those things and your attitude towards it. And I feel like if I want to train, I'm more likely to have a good session. If I feel like I need to train, I'm probably gonna have a bad session.
1: Yeah, 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 100%. Well, but Andy, you've been through both of them. You've been like training for a photo shoot. And then we also, we, get the picks out. yeah. But then also, <laughs> training for like performance as well. And I was with you through through both of those times. And I think performance-wise, it's like it's totally your attitude is totally different than when you were constantly training to like mm. be smaller and leaner. Mm. Mm. I just think it's yeah, it's different attitude.
3: Yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, I've always been performance. The reason why I did it. Was to understand the perspective of the people that do do that because I was coaching mm. a lot of them, mm-hmm. and yeah, now I
0: understand it. I don't want it anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm training for Pop World on a yeah.
1: Saturday night. There yeah. um, <laughs> <So laughs> is
2: Hattie. knows. <laughs> That's, That's me all over. Oh,
0: that, it's, it's, it's the flex when Abba comes on. Oh,
2: you should see me, Abba. Oh yeah, That's I quite. love Abba. Yeah, come to
0: Pop World. Abba. Pop will team, team Yes, that's our
2: yeah. chair. <laughs> love that.
0: <laughs> we go pub up north. Yeah. Not pop will. <laughs> Andy, your accents are uh, uh, indeed something to be desired. <laughs> I suppose Annie can actually rate it accurately. Being give us a northern.
1: Uh, just how I speak normally is northern. northern. So
0: <laughs> yeah, <it's like>
1: northern <laughs> Annie. Northern Annie. <laughs> Car we'll on the road. I don't
0: say Car on the. Right. <laughs> no. We were just going to clip that one bit and play it. Yeah. So,
1: pork, pie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pork pie! Let's go on to the nice bit. Um, client spotlight.
1: Yes.
0: Everyone who's doing well. Let's go. Let's go around the room. Annie. Mm. Hold
1: on. Can, can we come back to me because I don't know what's yeah. happening. <laughs> oh, what's that?
0: What's that? You, you, haven't, you haven't got a client that you think is doing really, really well.
1: I've got too many. I'm gonna do uh, my There clients. we go. Exactly. The I'll do mine to start
0: off with. Go on, then that. My
1: client of the week this week is Cara She is just smashing it outside of our sessions as well. She hits all of her training sessions and when she comes in and sees me once a week, she's living... Uh, she's living? She's living her best life, but she's, <laughs> she's uh, lifting some big weights and, um, yeah, she's going for a really, really busy time of work at the moment and smashing out her training and I love it.
0: Love that.
3: Anyone else? Well, my one is Luke Potts. Uh, today's the second was the year anniversary after his surgery that his second surgery that he had on his mm. knee. Um until you're hitting some big numbers on his bench and squats. I see it mate. So, every morning. Oh. Um you know, considering a year ago man was on crutches and the year before that he was on crutches again. Mm. pretty doing pretty well. He's played a full season of rugby in his first full year back. So job done but yeah, Luke Potts.
0: Smashing it.
1: Okay, I've got one now. I'm go on, gonna you. go with my client Joe because this week she wasn't able to come to the gym because she doesn't have childcare and she could have easily just not trained, but instead, she's done three Zoom sessions with me, which is really cool. I think it's nice. good, Yeah. Uh, the easy option is just to, you know, not do the yeah, same well, absolutely. It's like, no, I'm, I want to do them. I don't want to
0: miss them. So. No cool. excuses. What about yeah. that? What about and she made us banana, banana bread, bread. Ah. as well. Bang on. So we awesome.
1: yeah, that's so much. Oh, if much e- yeah. Forget about that. She if she anyone bakes for us,
2: we're <laughs> <rum laughs> <in
0: it. laughs> winning. Does anyone make it vegan yet? <laughs> <laughs> no. Do us a solid. Do us a solid.
2: Joe, I didn't get any of this banana bread I'm very upset
0: We had up north. We
1: took it up north. There's a whole big one as
2: well.
0: I uh, will give my client of the week to Annabel Colbeck. Oh! Um, she's oh, there you go. She's she's got her own fan, fan club. She's got a fan club. Yeah, no. Um uh, she has has just increased her session frequency a few months ago and I think we really struggled trying to find some kind of consistency. And now that she's making sure that she's coming in, regardless whether she's tired, stressed, doesn't feel like it, she shows up and it's proofs in the pudding. Numbers are moving really, really nicely, which I think is important for her. And she, she's seen a great result from it. And that's, that's mm. I think, just the shift in attitude over the past few months has been brilliant to see. Love that.
2: Oh, should I do to, one? Yeah, yeah, Good yeah oh, I? Come on now. Good yeah, part, on part part of the
0: squad, Come on now. All
2: right. My client, oh, client month, what is it? What client, what's going of on? What's bi-weekly
0: of client of the week. Client bi- of the bi weekly. Client
1: for the next two weeks.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really have a nice ring to it, that. Okay. So, what they what said. Brand it as that, yeah. Um,
1: the bi weekly client. It of the week. goes, mine goes nice. to
2: Kira because um, we did our monthly review. Uh, yesterday and the numbers that we hit were absolutely outstanding she should be really really proud of herself and we're making some really good moves uh, she's really really grown in strength and we smashed our RDLs so good goals all round Ooh, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Shout big up <laughs> our
0: clients big up yeah exactly I think we're just going to get good listenership from all of our clients just because it's, <laughs> there's five on, listeners we've got on the <laughs> we got on the hook at least five bosh yeah. job, job done there we go um, thank you guys very much for listening to the more than muscle podcast socials max.fitness annabelle's lifting or is it pt annabelle
1: no no annabelle's lifting yeah, annabelle's lifting, annabelle's lifting.
0: Annabelle's lifting. also follow my dog you can't <gasps> i mean tummy time
1: <laughs> <Stop
0: it>. pt Matt <laughs> yeah. sylvester pt andy pulidis <laughs> Is it? What's the handle? Hattie? Oh, it's just Tell Hattie people.
2: Fitness. Nice and simple. That's yes. easier to
0: see. Clean branding. Yeah, we've but got to get on.
2: H
1: A T T I. Yes. Please.
0: Yep, yeah, come on, guys. Hattie. Let the people know. Hattie
1: with an I.
0: Exactly. Bosch. St- there we go. Statty. Coming <laughs> that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. See you bi weekly.
0: Catch you guys bi weekly.
3: <laughs> bye. Bye-bye. Bye
0: Bye-bye. bye. Deal. Well,